Welcome to Freely Written, where a simple prompt leads to a little unplanned fiction. Hi friends, I'm Susan Quilty. In this bonus episode, I'll be talking about the stories I wrote for episodes 26 through 29. To avoid spoilers, you may want to listen to those episodes before this one. And here we go. This batch of stories all have one thing in common. Each of their prompts came from one of my friends, which is fabulous. As I've explained before, when I don't have suggestions from others, I find prompts myself in a number of random ways. That can be fun too, but I really like it when I can riff off somebody else's prompt. It feels a little more challenging, and more importantly, it brings more interaction between me and my listeners. Now, some friends have told me that they don't know how to pick a good writing prompt. If you worry about that too, I promise it is not as hard as you think. Basically, I'm looking for any word or short phrase, keeping in mind that this is a family-friendly podcast, or perhaps PG-13. It could be a favorite saying or just a word you like. You could close your eyes, turn your head, and name the first thing you see when you open your eyes. That's one of my typical ways of choosing a random prompt. Beyond vulgarity, the other thing I'd avoid using is a brand name or trademarked phrase, simply to avoid any legal complications. Otherwise, I'm open to using pretty much any word or phrase, and I'd certainly give you a shout out for suggesting it. Enough about that, let's move on to some inside info for episodes 26 through 29. Episode 26, It's Soggy Out, pulls from three different sources. First, I needed a writing prompt, and I didn't feel like choosing one at random, so I texted a couple of friends and begged for suggestions. My friend Jen Poole was the first to respond, telling me she had a friend whose kid says, It's soggy out whenever it's humid or foggy. She thought that was cute, and I agreed. That gave me my writing prompt, but I still had to decide where to take the story. Luckily, I'd recently been on a wooded wander with some friends at a nearby reservoir. It had been a beautiful morning with perfect weather. Instead of being soggy out, it was pleasantly mild with a cloudy sky and a gentle breeze. We'd spent some time sitting on rocks by the reservoir, and we were really taken by the pond skaters skimming the surface of the water. Though the weather didn't quite fit, I really wanted to write that setting into this story. The last piece I needed was characters to live in that setting. Using a parent and child seemed uh, too close to the actual source of the prompt, so I opted for friends who might argue over whether it's soggy out is a well-known phrase. And that was my third bit of inspiration. I decided to bring in the best friends from my Choose Your Ending book, Audrey and Esther Geekify Greenville. Knowing Audrey and Esther's vibe, the rest of the story just tumbled out from there. My plea for suggestions also brought me the prompt for episode 27, Squirrely. Knowing I was looking for ideas, my friend Wendy McMullen sent me this prompt along with a video. The video was of a squirrel playing with a small stick the way a dog might. It was tossing the stick and rolling around to catch it and then starting over again. Wendy saw the squirrel playing 
and thought it could inspire something fun. She was right. If you haven't listened to Squirrely yet, it's set in a community council meeting. Spoiler alert, as the story unfolds, it soon becomes clear that this community is a meeting of squirrels. The squirrels are gathered because their community council is concerned that too many squirrels are forgetting how to be traditionally squirrely. I'll admit, I giggled to myself a lot while writing this story. It's silly, and it gave me a chance to hint at some of my favorite YouTube videos, squirrels overcoming obstacles to get to bird feeders and other treats. If you haven't seen Mark Rober's squirrel mazes, look them up on YouTube. His recent design, Backyard Squirrel Maze 2.0, The Walnut Heist, is amazing. Though this is a mostly silly story, I tried to pull it together with a subtle, or not so subtle, message of balancing tradition with progress so a community can evolve and individuals can thrive. Also, squirrels. The prompt for episode 28, Herkel Durkle, also came from a friend, though more indirectly. While scrolling through Facebook one day, I saw my friend Jen Brown had posted a meme with the definition of herkle-dirkling, which, apparently, is an old Scottish term for lounging in bed after it's time to be up. I instantly knew I'd found my next writing prompt, partly because it's so fun to say herkle-dirkle, and partly because I'm so very good at herkle-dirkling. Before I started writing, I did take a minute to Google the term and find a few more sources confirming its meaning. It seemed legit to me, so I dove in. This story is pretty straightforward. Sam is a teenager who's lounging in bed mid-morning when he hears the term herkle-durkle from his frazzled mom. When he learns its meaning, he does what I wanted to do when I learned it. He lounges in bed some more. Of course, all good things come to an end eventually. I wasn't sure how to bring Sam's story to an end, so I wrote my way toward it with a text from a friend and an invite that would tempt him out of bed. As I typed, Sam and I stumbled into a bit of daydreaming that made the herkle-durkle lose some of its charm. Though only in that moment. I'm quite happy to herkle-durkle any morning though I might be careful about how I use that phrase in casual conversation. The prompt for episode 29, Ball Jar, came from my friend Gretchen Schutte. Well, chatting during a coffee date, Gretchen was telling me about a recent trip and the tomato plants she'd brought home. Suddenly, she interrupted herself to excitedly say, Ball Jar. It took me a second to realize that she was suggesting a writing prompt, and we had a good laugh over it. Ball jar is a great prompt. It's both a familiar term and a funny one, especially if you don't know that a ball jar is a glass mason jar used for canning. Although coming up with a story for a great prompt can still be tough, partially because my mind quickly split between several options. Friends laughing over ball jars during a canning lesson, a magical store where bouncing balls grow in ball jars, a child who stores her high-bounce ball collection in a ball jar. So many possibilities. I try not to spend too much time planning these stories, so after a few minutes, I forced myself to just start typing. 
I had a vague idea of pulling some of those first ideas into one story, and it kind of worked out that way. Though by the end, I did feel like I was rushing to wrap it up. If this were a planned story instead of a bit of improv, I would have either paced it differently or let the story be longer. I really wanted more conversation between Alicia, her mom, and grandma around that balance of reality and imagination. But I also could see my page count growing, and I do try to keep these stories to around 10 minutes, give or take a couple of minutes. That's the tough part of free writing. While it is a free approach in the sense of not planning, it also adds constraints since I'm sticking with the stories as written and only lightly editing for things like typos or misworded phrases. Still, for an improvised piece, this story came out fairly well. Okay, I think that wraps up my thoughts on episodes 26 through 29. Thanks for joining me for this bonus commentary and for choosing Freely Written whenever you have time for a short story break. As you can see, I love getting writing prompts from other people. Please reach out if you have an idea. You can contact me through social media or my website, susanquilty.com. Beyond enjoying these quick stories, you can check out my novels in both paperback and ebook editions. You can also support me and get exclusive content through my Patreon page. Until next time, try a little free writing of your own, let go of any planning, and see where your imagination takes you.